Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Every Tuesday, live from 8pm UK time, Luke, Gary and a couple of microphones. This is Custard TV Live. Well, very soon, we're, we're going to have to get that whole jingle just completely re re no, Number one, it doesn't mention Matt. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, Gary. Uh, and number two, next week and the week after, we won't be on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. So that jingle, yeah, pretty that, much... That ju- that jingle has been on... I think I've been on the show every week you've had that jingle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just, I'm just going to turn that jingle off. It's just useless. Uh, memo to Luke. Uh, I know you're not here this week. Uh, could you get that jingle redone? Thanks very much. I know you're probably travelling in a car or an aeroplane right now, uh, trying out for the Christmas Strictly or something. Uh, but uh, but if you can get that redone, cheers from, from Matt and myself. Um, I'll play the jingle very quickly that tells you how you can follow us on Twitter and then as normal Matt can ad-lib his bit afterwards follow us on Twitter at at Luke Custard TV and at The Gary Show and at Matt's TV Bites with two D's in Matt there we are that was your cue well done. You, you, you take a cue very well thank you it's alright how are you how are I'm you this right. week Matt are you well I'm alright yeah how are yeah. you yeah, not bad. How, on a percentage of naught to a hundred, how Christmassy do you feel so far? Um, I've 54. 54. 54. I've calculated at this point I feel 4% Christmassy. 4%, okay. Because I've bought no presents, I have no tree, it's not yet December, and I haven't seen any Christmas films or television shows yet. See, I've seen some Christmas films, Gary. Uh, There's been a few on the telly on Sunday nights. Home Alone were, already there, done. There were. I did notice the parade, the Christmas parade on Channel Five on Sunday afternoon. So, <laughs> yeah. I didn't was watch that it. One, but... one of those made-for-TV movies that they have I, on Channel I, Five. I think it was uh, straight to DVD special um, and Channel <laughs> Five. I love picking those up. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you're listening to, in case you didn't realise it, you're listening to the Custard TV Live. Uh, and uh, thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. Um, <laughs> just talking directly to the listeners as if there are any. Um, hi, Lauren. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we would encourage you very much to uh, to search us on iTunes. You can now get us as a direct download on iTunes as this show finishes. And yes, I am banging the table or chair in that sort of direct way that you do to tell you that when you search Custard TV Live on iTunes, it comes directly to your to your iPod or other uh, other downloading equipment is available. Please go to the website, thecustardtv.com. Uh, we've already mentioned Twitter. And on the website at the moment, you can join in on the best drama of 2012 poll that we're doing. Uh, Matt, you voted. Who did you vote for? 
I voted for the bridge at the oh. Scandinavian series, which I really enjoyed. It was a tough one, though. There's been quite a few good dramas this year. So yeah, two weeks ago, we we sort of read out the list of nominations that we gathered yeah. from Twitter and Facebook and our own kind of knowledge. I I voted for the newsroom, but I can exclusively reveal that as of today, uh, the um, that that Sherlock is winning. Yeah, that was one I th- I thought about voting for. I definitely yeah. uh, enjoyed this series. I think. Some people have forgotten, though, it was actually on this year, because it was right at the start, wasn't it? Well, that's right. It was day right, it started, right at the beginning. So, so. Uh, Someone's um, just, just commented on the Twitter poll that we're doing this week. We probably won't be doing a poll on the website, but um, someone's just commented about the worst TV show of 2012. Someone's just suggested The Gary Show, which, thanks very much. Was uh, it Luke? That's, that's, no, that was someone. <laughs> Someone other uh-huh. than Luke. But probably Luke in another guise. Maybe he's <laughs> floating around on Twitter. Uh, I've alluded to it, so now you can uh, listen to Matt tell you all about the Twitter question and the Facebook question uh, that we've been running this week. It's, uh, the social network question, perhaps. Uh, oh, well is, done. Yes, I like yes. it. What was the worst TV show of 2012? Now, we've had a lot of suggestions for this, as you can imagine. Some of them quite surprising, I would say. Uh, QI and uh, Mott the Week are on there, which uh, I'm yeah. quite surprised about. Uh, True I, Blood I, as well, someone said, which I'm quite, I thought that was quite a, a well-loved programme. It is, but I think their point was that it's perhaps gone on too long, much like what someone was saying about Mott the Week. You know, They don't really think it's relevant anymore, which is interesting. But then why did no one say, you know, um, have I got news for you? It's been going a lot longer, so interesting. Yeah, I can understand what the week. It's a different style, isn't it? It's sort of more yeah. anarchic than uh, have I. And it hasn't it. been the same since Frankie Boyle and Russell Howard left. No, and I don't really like Andy Parsons. So uh, it's, it's not Chris, good for Chris you, Addison, then, is it? No. Yeah, uh, yeah. And what another one I was surprised about when we talked about it just before we went on air? Dad's Army. I don't know who I I can't quite remember who said that, but I can only imagine that they said they're fed up with the reruns. But of course, with Clive Dunn passing away recently, I'm surprised that they were. I'll get on to that person. If you know who you yeah. are, if you're listening, shame on you. But I I mean I I could switch on a repeat of Dad's Army and just like it's just one of the funniest things even now, even though you know all the jokes. I would say yeah. if it's on and there's nothing else on, it's definitely funnier than some of the comedies we've got on this list or so-called comedies. I think mm-hmm. one of the uh, the biggest voted for shows, certainly the ones I had back, was Citizen Khan, yeah. which has been much uh, criticised on this podcast in the in the past. Uh, some it could girls... do with a bit more, I feel. It could yes. do with some more some more shellacking. Has it got on a second show? series as well? Oh. And uh, some oh. girls, which we've uh, discussed in quite detail, and I've actually had. On the website, if you look at my review, there's been some quite abusive comments directed at my review. Really? Over some, uh, well, oh. some people who can't really write, so maybe that's the audience <laughs> for some girls. Some that's no way can't... to talk about Luke. I mean, sorry, <laughs> oh, right. Um, he does the best he can. Uh, let's... Hold on, okay. You had a suggestion as well, didn't you? An early morning uh Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you daybreak. Um I'm forced to watch this program because in this household that I live in, at the apparently, uh, you, you're kind of, you know, it's, it's forced upon you to watch that program because they don't like BBC News. But, um, yeah, I, it's just, it's painful. What's painful as well is that they've started forgetting. Lorraine is kind of obviously taking her television presenting style after me. Sometimes she forgets she's on air and doesn't <laughs> speak. And um, it's just awful. Uh, what's the other guy's name? It, it's um, Alan Jones. Alan Jones. 
Why is he oh, even dear. on it? I he's he's a singer. He's not a presenter. Really, Although he so. does do he does do um. What's the other songs thing that he does? It does yeah, it does songs of praise, and he's not bad on that. You can yeah, but that's just it. doing links between hymns, isn't it? I think it's well, a bit yeah, different to doing like yeah. live TV, you know, breakfast show. But songs I'll of praise live for that. <laughs> I'll take your uh, word for that. Another suggestion I had was uh, Julian Fellow's Titanic, which showed earlier in yeah. the year on ITV, which, for the money that was thrown at it and from the cast it had, should have been a lot better than it actually was. Uh, it just, I, I didn't like the structure of it, the, the fact we saw the Titanic sink four times. Uh, it just, there was just nothing good about it. The only thing I liked was Toby Jones, and that was it, I think. We we did a lot of things at that time. I think oh, did Luke, you? And I, Luke and I did a hilarious uh, Walter-based uh, podcast uh, that you can go back and listen to if you go back and uh, subscribe on iTunes. Um, and uh, it, it's brilliant. Lots of great puns there. Uh, yeah, there was an awful lot of Titanic programs, wasn't there, at the same yeah. time as well? There was lots of things. Yeah, my goodness, I'm looking at the responses to your review. I'm shocked. <laughs> Some girls are sick in it, man. Amber is hot buffers. No, I'm not reading that word. That's terrible, groan some people. And then one that I actually can't read out on this family podcast. Yeah. Um, they're, wow. either, they're either illiterate or very racist. No or they're the writers. That. Or they're the writers of the show. Or the girls in it. Uh, lovely. This one signs off. I can't read the, the actual text, but he says, so shove it up. Brilliant. There you are. Uh, <laughs> Shakespeare. Some girls audience. Shakespeare. Uh, Shakespeare. Just... Eat your heart out. Sorry, carry I'll on. Just I just run through the the rest of the the yeah uh, a couple of the dramas perhaps the river dramas the river uh, yeah it was the a cancelled ABC show. It's divided people, but it is getting a full series, and I and think it's quite good. And we'll hunted, which we'll talk about in a minute, I, yeah. and Alcatraz, which has been cancelled. The weirdest one on the list, um, well, there were three really weird ones. One was Children in Need, which I can understand because they're not supposed to be great television programmes, either. They're supposed to make you get your money out. Um, Peppa Pig, I can only assume that's a disgruntled adult who's forced to watch Peppa Pig uh, by on CBeebies by their, by their young child. On a loop. On a loop, probably. And one the other was somebody... <laughs> and somebody put, the Olympics! What? They were great! Maybe just not a sports fan. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Terrible. Was, there was a bit too much. There was a bit too much. I have to say, it wasn't me suppose... who suggested the Olympics. No, it wasn't you that suggested. Well, I've had a what late was... suggestion. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, go on. Crime stories, the ITV uh, daytime oh, yeah. show, just just which is airing currently, and this is from Andrew. He said he does enjoy the random Brookside actors turning up all the time. But it's he it, it doesn't really enjoy it. I can I have seen bits of it, and it is a bit. Uh, the problem is, is that I understand the style of it is not necessarily as a drama. It's kind of produced as a documentary. When drama you're documentary. In. Yeah. So, and I think, hey, it's not prime time ITV. It's daytime. So don't go too harsh on it. No, I think that an episode the other day had Darren Day in it. So. Um... Well, then actually, I take that back. Go for it. Darren um, daytime. <laughs> Darren uh... daytime. Um. Of the shows that I think I, I have to go for Towie because I still don't see the point of the show, and it's spawned. I mean, is there? Is it? Am I right? Is there a live Towie episode yes. coming? Monday up? night there will be a oh. live Towie episode. I don't understand that because I thought it was meant to be actual their actual lives. So it's li- so, life live. What What I can't wait for is one of them to tr- 
truly mess up and go, you know, what's my line? Or something like that. I just want yeah. that to happen. It's probably not. Or break I'd them, really you know, like that. reveal they haven't actually got those accents at all and they're actually like... Yeah. Excuse me, what's, what's my motivation for this part? I don't understand. I've broken a nail. I just go to the nail bar. I don't understand why I would cry. That sort of thing. And also, and... On the, along the same lines as Towie, The Valley's MTV's oh, yeah, you mentioned this. latest... Uh, I suppose you could call it along the same lines as uh, Towie. Yeah. It's uh, eight people from The Valley's in Wales go to live in Cardiff to try and make it big. But they're all really horrible people, you know, they're all glamour models or club promoters, DJs, all these really, you know, horrible people that they probably just wanted to get rid of. And I, I now we have to watch them on our telly, like Geordie Shaw. I was just going to say, I mean, I watched one episode of Geordie Shaw and I I couldn't find anything strong enough to scrape my eyeballs off the off of it so that I could remove the visuals of that awful show. Okay, but um, Gary... The Valleys yeah. is the poor man's Geordie Shore, if you oh, can imagine. Dear. America's got a lot to answer for because they started this with Jersey Shore, so Jersey, I, I blame I blame I blame you. You might have made a good decision on the election, America, but darn it, your television is seeping over here and stop it. Right, we'll get off this subject before I have a coronary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the news now. This this episode is going to feature a lot of news because there's been an awful lot of it. So if you've tuned in for uh, you know the review section and the previews and things. There aren't that many shows being up coming up in this week, so they will feature them later on in the podcast. But um, the majority of this is going to be talking about the news that's coming up. So Matt and I are going to alternate, take a story each, and, and discuss it. So I'm up first, and it's sad news, but the BBC has finally made the decision to cancel Merlin after five years. Um, it's kind of like a, 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 a you know, a, it's the King Arthur story for anyone who doesn't really know, told from the perspective of a young of a young Merlin. We're now pretty much in the kind of King Arthur realm now, aren't we? We're up to the the Knights of the Round Table and everything, and they're all grown up, and he's king. Yeah, um, so and they they've now decided go? to axe it. But I did hear they're thinking of doing a film. I think yes. I know there always is when they cancel a TV show. They always yeah. say, oh, but there's talk of a film. But they could easily do sort of a film oh, to absolutely. finish the story if they wanted to. And, and interestingly uh, enough, it, it, it's not really to do with ratings that they've cancelled this on this occasion because it's done quite well up against the X Factor. Like almost six million or something, yeah. I think. And, and I think um, it's it does really audience. well on the iPlayer as well. Yeah. Uh, so I am slightly surprised. There will be a Christmas special. Uh, I, I think believe. that's the finale, isn't it? That's I think the finale, the technically. The two episodes of Merlin are going out over Christmas. So. Yeah. Um, and hey, you know, there's there's been some good people in it, and, and it's it's been well-liked, so hopefully... And I'm guessing that, that, you know, the BBC will do good business out of box sets. You know, our one-to-five box set probably coming out sometime probably in January or February next year. Uh, do you not think they might make it available money. for Christmas? Even though no, because it's on over Christmas. No, I think mm-hmm. they'll hit. There's always a lot of DVDs released in the new year because people get money and you know and vouchers for Christmas. I suppose. So yeah. there's always quite a big market in, in in DVD releases in January as well. So, um, so yeah, sad. But and I read today that the the, the head of BBC One said he's going to go for something a bit daring now. I think perhaps they've they've kind of seen that they can compete with the reality shows. On yeah, ITV. By, by not having a reality show on. Yeah, so I think 
people were assuming that they might try and reschedule the voice or bring forward or move strictly. I think they ought to go for a drama show. And, and, and hey, you know, it, it could mean good things. I mean, I know it's a very, you know, Merlin's a very child-friendly show. Sort of like a, a replacement for Doctor Who, really, isn't it? Yeah, it needs to be another family show, I think. It needs to be yeah. an, a, a family, because families do watch The X Factor and they do watch Strictly. Yeah. So if they had an alternative, something on after Strictly, I think Merlin fit the bill very well. And I think they'll try and do yeah. something like that or like Doctor Who that can go a against uh, yeah. X Factor. Okay. On to you, Matt. Oh, okay. Uh News this week, BBC Four have announced a lot of new programmes and acquisitions and the main one is Parks and Recreation, a, uh, well the first two series of Parks and Recreation which is an American comedy which is very well received in America, I believe it's mm. been nominated for some Emmys over there. Yeah. Uh, you've watched the first episode... Yeah, I saw the first episode to kind of see what it was like because I was thinking of getting a box set. And I quite liked it, but not enough to buy the box set. But I think if it's going to be on, I'll probably watch a few more. It's it's kind of one of those mockumentary styles where they're, they're working inside a... I mean, what's the, what's the British equivalent of parks and recreation? I suppose it's like a council... Town council. Town it? council place. It's like an office. So it's it's very similar, I think, in its dynamic to the office probably more like the american one but it it i think it's characters at character actors it's got a lot of fairly unknown in this country american comedy actors who in that country are very well known and i think i think that's going to be quite a hit and the first series is only something like eight episodes or four episodes or something stupid uh, because the, the first two then isn't it? yeah that's why they bought the first two because the first one is, is literally nothing very different bbc4 don't show much comedy We've talked about getting on. They show that, and I can't really think of another BBC Four comedy. Can you think of it started on BBC Four? Oh, I'm that's correct. true. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. And they had did, they had Nurse Jackie, I think, for a while as well. Yes, and Nurse Jackie before Atlantic. it went to Sky Atlantic. So I'm wrong. They did have two quite quite well known dramas. Thanks, Matt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything in the rest of the the, the purchases for BBC Four? Is anything um, you can remember? They're mainly new. They're doing like a season about comedy, so they're doing a lot of documentaries about comedy. Right. I think there's something about Richard Pryor. I think. There's oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw a bit about that. With your favourite uh, Simon Amstel is doing something. Oh, love and it. Brian Cox, not Professor Brian Cox, but the actor Brian Cox. Oh, the actor. Um, it, the, the the best Hannibal Lecter, if people know what I'm talking about, yeah. Brian Cox. And was also in Touch of Cloth earlier in the year, had a cameo he in that. He was indeed, yes. Uh, he's bringing his Radio 4 character, Bob Servant, who's an independent politician, to the Ooh. small screen in a new sitcom called Bob indeed. Servant. So indeed. that's something to look forward to as well. Uh, I would have to say that BBC Four is the best place to go for documentaries. They pretty much show one a night. Yeah. Uh, I I got hooked last night on Saturday watching the story of electricity for ten minutes before the killing came on. And yeah. actually, I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, I could have watched this. Like I was, I I got there early and just turned it over because I got fed up with the X Factor. More of that later. And I I started watching the story of electricity and I was enthralled. And that's Were you the shocked? kind of thing that yeah, I was sure. Yeah. Oh, good one. <laughs> I felt the power surging through me. Um, <laughs> and uh, that wasn't quite as good. Uh, so BBC4 shows something. I mean, just you know, just, just pick up BBC4 and try it, I think is the way I think it's easy. Yeah. The I mean, music documentaries night, on a Friday night are always high quality. Yeah, Joy of the Single. I saw a little bit of that on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, there was something last night, The Secret History of the Toilet. I didn't, I didn't yeah. uh, take that one up. 
Uh, the, the, I know it's on BBC Two, but I think it was originally shown. The Dark History or the Dark Mystery of uh, Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, that's Adolf Hitler. Wonderful title, but yeah, and they but they do do some weird stuff as well. So, oh, and I suppose we ought to mention because it's BBC Four, we can mention that um, Only Connect has started getting up to a million viewers yeah. on some occasions. I think the, Both the big the, fans, aren't we? Yeah, and I think that's ripe for moving to BBC Two, particularly because it would be. A university challenge, then only connect. You know, smart, funny quiz programs. I think Victoria Corrin is highly underrated, yeah, and probably I... should now. She she should be getting a bit a better show. So if they can move only connect to to, to BBC Two, we can stop her from from getting something better. Because I think the celebrity special they had earlier, I think yeah, earlier this month with um, Rosie Boycott was on it, and Richard Osman from Pointless, another quiz. Yes, show. he was, um, and. Uh, and that did. The, I think that's done the best this series. And was it Reggie Yates? Was it Reggie Yates? No, no, there was somebody quite young and hip on that team. Well, and I forgot the who footballer. it was. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah, the footballer. Sorry. Yes, that was it's it. Uh, Clark, Clark Carlisle. Footballer, as they call it. Yeah. Been on countdown and everything. So, uh, so should we move on to the next bit? We of should. We we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, as we kind of hinted at last week, and it's been confirmed by the creator Frank Sponitz. Hunted will return in some form in a spin-off show, but probably not on the BBC. I haven't seen the last episode. Uh, I understand from Matt, who has, there was an animated section? I believe so, yes. Uh, I mean, that going along with the bit in the bunny suit, Hunted oh. really did fall apart at the end. By the There was just I... too many secret organisations run by secret organisations run by other secret organisations, all of whom wanted to kill Sam off in some way. Uh, and 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 so therefore she's probably going to be starring in the spin-off show. Uh, the, the the top thing is in, in America that has been well received, and they kind of see it as the kind of you know James Bondish type, um, you know British secret agent stuff. So uh, let them do it. Um, I'm sure it will find a home somewhere, they, but it won't be on prime time. They were much uh, more crazy about the hour as well than a lot of people were. Yeah, I could see. Well, they love Downton, don't they, as well in America? So. They go crazy for our stuff occasionally. Indeed. In America, reruns of Benny Hill still get big viewings. Yeah, go figure that's that. True. Go figure that. Okay, moving on. Okay, uh, UK ob- UK TV obtains a fourth free view channel, which yes. is they already got really Dave in yesterday. Uh, but do we know what the fourth? No, I- I'm hoping uh, it'll be yeah. Watch. Which okay. is their yeah. other main kind of entertainment channel? I think that would be, be really gold, good. In this. Though, G-O-L-D or gold well, or whatever it they call it. Could be, but because that gold... does actually t- that turns up on the uh, on the Freeview planner or it certainly does. on high. It but I think it's a pay channel. Wasn't there an option to pay for some Freeview channels yeah. originally when it came yeah, when it was originally maybe. ITV Digital, which I had years and years ago. Yes, I single-handedly took down the football comment. You know, football. Uh, because I bought an ITV digital box. Um, and at the moment, uh, Luke's favourite channel, Dave Javu. Dave Javu. He's on it until January. So I'm guessing we'll get an announcement quite soon because January's it'll, you know, on yeah. the horizon. It'll be one of those two, though, won't it? Be what there there is only... Well, there's only gold... and I mean, there is, or there is, I think they also run something like the Biography Channel or something like that. So, Eden. I think Eden, Eden that's it. I hope they'll go for Watch because I think it could be a nice addition. There's a lot of repeats on it, but there's also some good stuff. Covert Affairs is shown on there. Um, and I believe they they also show Grimm on Watch, which I like. Yeah. So I think there could be some there could be some good stuff if they can get that out of the way. It'll be Alibi, though. 
Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, that, that would be huge because there's a load of great stuff on Alibi. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, lots to think about. So that's a good news. It's a good news story, I feel. Yeah. Uh, one of the bigger news stories this week, this one of the main ones, is that uh, the BBC have decided to announce uh, a couple of new drama commissions for 2013. Up to 31 hours of new drama was announced by the controller of BBC Drama, Ben Stevenson, um, who, according to Matt, looks an awful lot like um, Michael Sheen. Thank you very much. Not Charlie Sheen, but Not Michael Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Michael Not Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Or Emilio Estevez. It could be um, Michael which Sheen because he does play a lot of people. Does he? he plays a lot of real life people? So maybe. Maybe maybe Michael Sheen is actually playing Charlie Sheen in real life, and we just haven't <laughs> noticed. I don't know. We're winning. Uh, right, a little bit about the dramas that we have seen. I mean, certainly what we've not seen is any previews yet. Those no. are to come. I think these are really just telling you about what's been bought and what we're what they're looking to do. But um, a little bit of description. We don't go too much. But um, first up is What Remains. Is a four-part serial. Uh, written by Tony Balsgallop, who did Inside Men, uh, which was the drama last year which starred Warren Brown, wasn't it? As a I think it guy. was earlier this year. It was earlier this year, so this was January. about a, a, a bank heist, was it? An inside job yeah. bank heist, which was quite good. Ashley Walters and Stephen McIntosh as well, I believe, were in that. Yeah. So a little bit about it is that um, the body of a 30-year-old woman is found decomposed in the loft above her flat two years after death. How did no one see her? And is her killer still at large? Um, and it doesn't really suggest it's either like a police procedure. It seems like it is going to follow the sort of, you know, a, a whodunit. It says it's a state of the nation whodunit. So I don't really know what quite that means. But that sounds interesting, doesn't it? I mean, that, yeah. that's, the premise is quite good. Next is The Escaped Artist, a three-part series written by, da- written by David Wollstonecraft, one of the uh, spooks writers. I'm not sure whether he's a good spooks writer or a bad spooks writer. Um, it's a, a, a lawyer type. It said, Will Burton is a talentless, jun- a talented, sorry, not talentless, junior barrister of peerless intellect and winning charm who specialises in peer- spiriting people out of tight legal corners. He is in high demand as he's never lost a case, but his talents acquit the notorious prime suspect in a murder trial, and his brilliance comes back to bite him. Now, I have to say, that does sound a little bit like a formulaic crime crime story, Mm. Um, much along the lines of something like the Lincoln Lawyer uh, film, uh, which uh, is a series of books written by Michael Connelly that I absolutely love. Um, and it does sound a little bit similar, and of course, it, you know there are links over there. You know, there's a little bit of um, a little bit of silk written into that. You know, it depends how it goes, but I think we'd have to give that the benefit. Yeah, of the doubt, yeah. Wouldn't we? we don't know who's um, in them yet, of course, as well. No, so. they don't give us a lot of names. They just really no. give us like it written. Uh, 
uh, the great train robbery i'm beginning to think we're seeing a lot of that because thanks to the fact we have mrs biggs on itv uh i won't tell you much about this because you you know it uh a two-part 90 minute though so that, that 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 could be over quite quick so could be good uh, another one will be happy valley a six-parter written by sally wainwright who's currently writing last tango in halifax and has written on scott and bailey um this sounds like an oldie kind of production based in in yorkshire uh, Catherine Crowther is the sergeant on duty when a flustered, nervous-looking accountant comes into a West Yorkshire police station to report a crime. Uh, he is resistant about detail and loses his nerve. And it sounds like a plot to kidnap his boss's daughter. It sounds like it could be awful, actually. <laughs> I haven't sold that one. Although at Sally all. Wainwright is very yeah. reliable, I would say. I mean, Last Tango is very yeah. good. Again, in Yorkshire, Scott and Bailey... Unforgiven, I think she did as well with Saran That's Jones right, a few yes, years ago. Yes, yes, yes. So she's got a good track record. So again, like you'd give her the benefit of the doubt and yeah, see what she comes up with because she's the got one. Good the ball. one that caught my attention out of them, and this this is, just, this is one of those things where you read something and you think, wow. By any means, a six-parter, a thrilling drama can follow a covert police department. They've got me already. When the legal system fails, they go to any lengths to bring the criminal elite to justice. Now, to, for me. That is how you sell a TV show. I'm, I'm watching that program already in my mind. But I would like to say, Gary, when we were yep. when you previewed the autumn TV, what did you what did you say you were looking forward to the most? Yeah. Okay. Good point. Hunted. Hunted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, we ought to mention that they have announced that they're they're doing a seventh series of George Inspector George Gently, uh, yeah. four ninety minute episodes. Uh, it's not for everybody, but it's a program my dad loves, so oh, okay. you can't you can't really knock it. So those are some well, uh, some of the new BBC. Well, you can, yeah. Some of the new BBC drama acquisitions there. Okay, uh, with Channel Four as well have acquired World Without End, a sequel to Pillars of the Earth, which um, is a bit Game of Thronesy. Is that right? I've never a seen a little bit. Pillars it it wasn't anything up to scratch Game of Thrones wild, no. but I mean, it was kind of in that kind of era, you yeah. know, that kind of genre. Eight part miniseries that is in premieres early next year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Watch, that TV channel that we were talking about, have announced a, a premiere date for Beauty and the Beast. That's going to be shown on Wednesday, the 16th of January. It stars Christian Crook, who was previously in Smallville. Uh, and it's similar to Grimm and and, and, um, and Supernatural. So it's another CW network show. They tend to do quite well over here. Arrow's doing yeah. quite well on Sky One. So uh, something to look forward to in the new year. Okay. Sports Personality of the Year uh, nominations. Gosh, Talk about a hard decision. This is the hardest decision you will ever have to make, apart from the poll for Best Drama of 2012 on the Custom TV website. Indeed. Uh, So, I mean, I can say the names, but some of them mean nothing to me. I I can tell you, I'm I'm familiar. So if you read the name out, I'll tell you what they did. Well, I know Jessica Ennis is. She she runs a bit, doesn't she? Britain's Uh, Golden Girl. Yeah, Andy Murray, Tennis. I know that one. Chris he, he won't win. He won't win because he didn't win Wimbledon. Okay. Yes, he won a major, but he won't win this year because he didn't win Wimbledon. So Sir Chris Hoy, the yeah. bicyclist. Yes. Mo Farah, I know Mo Farah <laughs> the, won the, the bicyclist. Cube. I don't think his sexuality yeah. is up for question, really, Matt. <laughs> but uh, carry on. Mo Farah is that for winning the cube? I assume. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's mostly for winning the cube, not for okay. his two gold medals though. Okay, good. Only person to ever beat the cube, so you know that's, a, yeah, that's well, an achievement. Ben Ainsley. Now, is that if it was growing? an ITV, you know he'd win. So, yeah. Ben, ben Ainsley, Ainsley is the is the yotter. Uh, yotter. He's one. He's a bit like um, Sir uh, 
Reed, Sir Redgrave, he's won yeah. a gold medal in like four consecutive Olympics. So, okay. Sarah's story, I've got no idea who she uh, is. He's another cyclist. I think she's one of the pa- uh, Paralympians. Okay. Nicola Adams is the boxer. I know that. Yep. The first Whoa. female British gold medalist boxer. Okay. Rory McIlroy. That's. Um... No. That's just for going out with the world's number one tennis player. I don't think it's got anything to do with his golfing achievements. Okay, golf. Ellie uh, so. Simmons is the Paralympic swimmer. Swimmer, yep. David Weir, you're going to have to tell me. He's the Paralympian that won an awful lot of medals. He won a medal in the sprint and the marathon in the Paralympics in a wheelchair. The guy is incredible. Um, absolutely incredible. But he won't win. Oh, I, yeah, I, no, I, I know who he you is. Do know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know, yeah. yeah. It's just the name, but I know, yeah. I know who you mean. Catherine Granger. Uh, she was the woman who had always won silver in the rowing and for the first time ever managed to win gold. Oh, brilliant. She won't win uh-huh. either. You reckon and Bradley Wiggins will win? Well, here's your... what I think. Here's what I think. I think Jessica Ennis will get a lot of votes, um, particularly when the BBC starts showing you all that happened. Because let's face it, that night with Jessica Ennis and Mo Farah was one of the greatest that... sporting nights of ever, ever in history. And but I lads. do think... Yeah. I think all the men will pick up their phone and vote for Bradley Wiggins. He's a man's man. He mm. says what he thinks. And he won the Tour de France and he won a gold medal at the Olympics. Okay, he didn't win the road race. Uh, you know, the, the you know he won the time trial, not the road race. Uh, there was a slight thing there. I, I think Andy Murray will come third because I do think there's a lot of tennis fans out there. I, I personally think it will be Ennis second, Wiggins first. Okay. Um, and I've got no real uh, yeah. Mo Farah because he won the cube. Though. Well done, yeah. <laughs> Just for the cube, yeah, great. Uh, oh, it's me next, isn't it? Um, right, the bigger news uh, TV-wise of the week is that uh, ITV have commissioned a fourth series of Downton Abbey. Uh, but the big news is that Dan Stevens is going to leave. Now, I'm not familiar with the programme. Dan Stevens, is he upstairs or downstairs? He is upstairs. He plays Matthew Crawley, who uh, recently got a lot of money to get Downton out of debt. Right. And he married the eldest daughter, uh, Lady Mary. And right. he's now said, though, that he wants to move on. I think he's on the stage on Broadway at the moment. And what oh, he said, right. he's going to do the Christmas special. And he's probably going to be in the did... first episode of Series 4. So it's whether or not they it. decide they want to either split him and Mary up, which would the fans wouldn't go for that, or kill him off. Because they killed off one of the uh, family members in the last series, which was a shock. To everyone, actually. Now, there no was a couple knew. of people I saw ranging around saying, are they going to kill off Dame Maggie Smith's character? Uh, um, I don't know, because she keeps saying she's going to leave. But I reckon it's... Because she's not in it a lot, that downtown. No. It's a good little, you know... She's a cameo kind of role, but... Yeah. A bit um, more than that, probably. A bit more... Yeah, extended cameo every time she shows up. Like, uh, would you call it like a scene stealer, I suppose, every time oh, she okay. shows up? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, like Luke she's... would like to think he is on this podcast, but yeah, we know the yeah. truth. But yeah. every time she'll every time she turns up, I don't think she's ever has like a big story, you know. All the stories sort of go around without her and she'll just pitch in on one of them from time to time, if that makes sense. Uh, Fair so we'll move on now. Alibi, as we mentioned Alibi earlier, set to date did. for the Glade series two, which would be January the twenty ninth coming right or hot on the heels of series one which is showing at the moment or is just finished showing so that's good for anyone that's watched that series that the second series is going to be because i think i think we're into like the fourth series in america 
Okay. Uh, they got they got onto this one quite late. Um, and talking of shows uh, that we mentioned last week, ITV2 is going to show the cancelled uh, drama 666 Park Avenue. Uh, I, I still haven't managed to do much research on this one, I'm afraid. I, I do apologise. Did you have a look? I, I think I saw the trailer for it when it was announced. Oh, right. It's got the guy who played John Locke in Lost. And, oh, right, yes. Uh, I think Vanessa Williams, I think the actress's name from Ugly Betty. Oh, who right, played okay. Wilhelminas later in Ugly Batty, and they play a couple who live okay. in an apartment block in New York, He's which ancient. is meant, and they're meant to be like, like the devil and his wife or something like that, and try and sort of tempt young couples in. Well, there you something are, ladies, like and ladies and gentlemen. That was cancelled. See if you can work out why. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was explained a lot more eloquently than I just did, but... Uh... I, I, I don't think it was, and I think we now know why it's been cancelled. <laughs> uh, it's you next, sir. Okay, uh, Dave, not Dave Javu, sets dates for Suit Series 2, which is on the 24th of January. This is one I'll be looking forward to. I really love Series 1. Um, this is kind of like a, a buddy cop drama set in a lawyer's firm. It's fantastic. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to series two, which is longer, but will be cut into two parts. Or it was in America, so it'd be interesting to see if they do the same thing over here. I think part two is just about to restart in America. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we probably should have switched these two around, because basically yeah, you're sure. talking about a show I like, and then <laughs> I'm going to talk about a show you like. But fans of Fresh Meat, of which Matt is one, will be happy to know that... Uh, I, I believe Jack Whitehall tweeted that there will be a third series, but I think since then it's been confirmed, doesn't it? I think it? Sam Bain, one of the writers, also mentioned it. He he was doing a Q&A, and Excellent. he mentioned it. But Jack Whitehall said that he'd like it in a better slot next time around, which I would agree with. I think the perfect time for it would be on a Friday night at 9 o'clock, I think. That's yeah. when it would get a lot of viewers. 10 o'clock although, on a Tuesday. Although 10 o'clock on a Sunday does appear to be a, a slot that Channel 4 are trying to edge comedy into. We had Friday night dinners and now we yeah. had Peep Show. But Fresh so, Meat, um, I think they see it more as a comedy drama and it's an hour right. long. So I would say if it, it put in maybe in the slot where like 8 out of 10 cats is, that's 9 o'clock on a Friday, isn't it? Or Alan Carr or whatever's on there. Um, that's what I would say anyway. Uh, but yeah, Fresh Meat, one of the best programmes of the year, in my I would say. Just brilliant every episode of this series. So I'm glad it's getting a third series. Brilliant. We have a whole section on BBC Christmas lineup, but we're actually I think we're going to save that for next week because there's we'll about nine. Well, yeah, there's about nine minutes left in the show, and we want to talk to you a little bit about some of the shows we're watching. So, um, just so this is mostly just an on-air production meeting between me and Matt, we'll save that for next week. Okay, Matt. Okay. <laughs> so, if you'd like to move on to the review section, please. Okay. Uh, we'll do the all the reality shows. Should we just talk a little bit about those. Uh, yeah. So, strictly, which you're still watching. Yes. Uh, uh, thankfully, at last, that Pendleton left. Pendleton uh, pedaled off into the sunset. Nice. Uh, like it. But yeah, she she never ever looked like she was enjoying herself at no. all. No. It's like you don't think that was love. half the. I think that was the problem. The the yeah. the fakes, the smiles look so fake, and even in even in the rehearsals, she just looked like a moody so and so. She obviously just. I think she's someone that if she can't do something, she won't try. I think because she's so. You know, she's got that attitude about her, obviously, yeah. being, a, being a cyclist and stuff. And... and I don't think that putting her with Brendan was particularly good, because he's, yeah. he's less of a dancer, more of a show-off. He's not one of the better teachers, because I always think no. who the better teachers are on that show, and I would say it's um, Natalie, who's with Michael Vaughan, because he's, oh, yes. he's come on ever so well. 
I'd I be think. very happily taught by her. And also Robin Windsor to with Lisa Riley. Uh, just, um, again, he seems yeah. like someone who yeah, those, tries to get the best out of his partners. Because he's always been are, dealt quite, quite a, not are, a bad hand, but not the best. And... I must admit, when he got Lisa Riley, there were probably people thinking at the beginning, oh, well, it's like when you got Johnny Ball, you're like, oh, you'll get to week three if you're lucky. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Lisa Riley has been the surprise and continues to do very well. Uh, I th- I think the main thing really is is that it's almost looking like a Denise Van Outen sweepstake. Uh, uh, sorry, whitewash. I used the wrong. I don't know there. though. You see, because she's getting that... nines and tens on a regular basis well, now. Gary, I know you've not watched Strictly before. In the in the final, it just oh, goes okay. on the public vote, so it's got nothing uh... to do with the scores but we so, don't know no, how she's done in the public vote because exactly. of course she's never had to be in the bottom two or anywhere no. near it that See, as far I as we know they don't release I the voting i think do she's going to win still i i i will okay. put my money on danny harmer or louis smith winning that's who i reckon. okay that's, all right that, i would still say and you're you you said kimberly walsh as well are you not well i said kimberly walsh but that's a that's a that's a preference on my part i'm afraid okay. Uh, but it doesn't appear that the public... Like, you know, Michael Vaughan was in the bottom two this week, and, you know, I think uh, that shows you that even how well he's doing, I don't think he's got the public backing. He got a poor uh, mark, though, didn't he? Because they didn't yeah, like his but tank, I, tank I, I just, Yeah, I, I, think, I think as well he, he, he's in trouble. And I think so's the guy out of Westlife. Yeah. I, I don't think he can dance either, thankfully. It's, he had a good week this week, he got on nines. Yeah, he did got nines, but I, don't, I just don't think he can dance that well. Right, X Factor then, which you're not watching anymore. Yeah, I have officially, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, given up on the X Factor. No, it's not because I like Ryland Clark. Uh, I just... The show was soulless this week. It felt like even they admitted, my goodness, we made a horrible mistake last week with Ella. Let's try and put on a brave face and sing two songs. And everyone was just like, oh, do I have to? Apart from, like, Jay- Apart from when James Arthur's on, because you're like, yeah, he... You can actually believe him as an artist. Everyone yeah. else, I mean, Jermaine like just it. does nothing for me. He leaves me completely cold, and I know I get a lot of abuse for this, but it, I no. just I can't warm to Jermaine. Christopher, we've talked about before. Jermaine's oh, a just... great guy, and and, yeah. I, and I can see what, and it's a great story. You know, he's a Gareth Gates type story. You know, someone who you know w- w- is is shy and and and, and you know and, and retiring and, and singing has brought it out of him. But I think James Arthur should win. But I, I have a horrible, I have a horrible feeling it's Christopher Maloney. Maloney. Really skewed. No, I don't. I, I think, I think Jermaine's going to win. That's who I would say will win. Yeah. I think Jermaine will win. Christopher, met, you, it's it's odd. I'm not sure who's going to be out this week. If they have do, you noticed? Have you noticed the negative press about Christopher? There was a yeah. story in the press at the weekend just before the voting ironically was due to close in your Sunday papers about him formally strangling or attempting to strangle a fellow uh, 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 contestant or a fellow person on the boats, you know, on the cruises, a fellow singer. And I just think, gosh, are they really raking this stuff? Does Simon Cow hate him that much? I would say someone next week, maybe Louis Walsh should say, oh, Christopher, with that performance, you really took my breath away. Um, yeah. You remind me of a young Lenny Henry, oh no, or something else equally racist, uh, like Louis has a parchment to come out for. Uh, no, I, I'm going to say Union J going this weekend, and I think, yeah, I think Jamo will win as well. It depends. If they know Christopher's in the bottom two, they might just do another sing-off just to get rid of him. Because yeah. they don't usually do a sing-off at this time, they usually just... All I can say is now. there must be a lot of poor Liverpudlians out there whose mm. phone bills are coming through very soon and they're going to get a shock. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Uh, should we do uh, a little bit of I'm a Celeb? I don't know. You're not watching that, are you? Um, you have three minutes and 45 seconds, so... Okay. I'm a Celeb. Uh, Helen Flanagan went last night, bit of a surprise. Uh, I know Lauren Jones doesn't like her very much, so she's right. happy about that. Uh, Colin Baker's gone. Eric Bristow's still there, and I think David Hayes is the favourite with Brian Conley, obviously, yeah. cancelling on us last week. Well, that's uh, right. He no longer gets our vote. Uh, do you want to mention Sky Living? Indeed, just very quickly, a couple of shows that we've been talking about in the past and that I'm still watching. Chicago Fire is part of a, a double header now with Grey's Anatomy that Sky Living are calling Emergency Wednesdays. And equally, with the I Quite Like It Elementary, they're, they're crime, putting that together with Bones and calling it Crime Tuesdays. These sort of things work quite well. Sky did this with um, NCISLA and Hawaii Five O on Sundays and called it kind of Action Sundays. And I think that works. It's an American idea to kind of put these shows together but i think it works quite well yeah um should we have a talk about the hour because we've both seen that this yeah ep- quick the talk second about, episode quick talk of the hour, hour. Uh, with the actor this week getting arrested for beating up the young showgirl played by hannah toynton yeah uh, what did you think of that story um, i thought that was quite interesting i mean it's obvious yeah. that it's a play by the club owner uh, to exploit him um, and the so, yeah. as well, wasn't it? It was the, yeah. the police officer who did it. What, so it the, the, interesting. Interesting, the interesting part that I found about it was that his wife, instead of going and bailing him out, was doing an audition for a new television programme that looked like a kind of like a lone come dine with me. Um, it was quite yeah. interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I really like the actress who plays his wife. I think she's fantastic. Una Chaplin, her name is. I think yes. she's fantastic in it. I think she's... And obviously the other story they're going with is the racist... Uh, you know the racist beatings yeah. and, and, and which... the, the EDF or whatever it was called and that's an electricity company sorry I'm not I'm not libeling them uh, the, the British Defence League or something like that uh, very interesting that bit where he put them on television I thought that was very telling yeah I really I thought that was a really good bit I always like the bits on the hour where they're actually about the news program yeah and it's when they go away from that and they do something silly like the stuff with being up the show girl I know it's gonna yeah. play into the whole arc of the show but it, I really just prefer the stuff where you know they do the new stuff because that's I think what the hour should be about first and foremost indeed we have just over a minute left so let's do 20 seconds each right okay Secret State I'm still watching it's good Gabriel Byrne is very good in it uh, third of four parts is showing this week so uh, people need to get on that and I believe it's going to be on 4OD for quite a while uh, do you want to talk very quickly about Last Tango in Halifax uh, well Luke did that last week we, uh, I'll talk about yeah. Peep Show instead Peep oh, Show, God, Peep Show yeah. that, uh, still funny but very sim- samey uh, Mark's now trying to get Jez to move out so he can move Dobby in Jez once had therapy Dobby the house elf Dobby the house elf yes Yes. no Dobby is girl oh the Who music's we... finished but we oh. still have 30 seconds left oh dear don't tell Luke. Just, just don't. <laughs> when he asks, just don't tell him. Right, we have exactly thirty seconds left. So let me tell you very quickly. Uh, there are two new shows coming up before you see. We see you next week. Uh, An Idiot Abroad Three, which now stars Warwick Davis as well as Carl. Pilkington, uh, starts on the 30th of November, that's Friday, 9pm on Sky One, and next week, we'll probably talk about this a bit more next week, yeah, there's we a five-part drama showing every night next week, uh, called The Fear on, on, on Channel 4 at 10 o'clock, we'll talk about that next week, next week's show is on a Monday...
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.